Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are joining with me today. Uh, You're going to be getting this podcast, well, I guess possibly on the evening of the 3rd, or if you you download your podcast in the morning, then the morning of the 4th, but it's actually in the early evening here. And my podcast this morning, while I was working on it, I got a phone call in the middle, which just stops everything, and and uh, so I lost my train of thought, and it was like, you know what, won't worry about it this morning, got other things that I need to get working on, but now this evening, I got a little bit of quiet time, so I'm going to grab my coffee. Mm, it's only been out of the Keurig maybe a minute, so it's good and hot. <laughs> So anyway, I hope you are having uh, a great day and have had a great day. Uh, We've had a pretty exciting time since the last time uh, I posted a podcast. The farm has been active. Um, The uh, (laughs) Gosh, where do I start? I can't even cover everything, but we have chicks galore. Our meat birds uh, go to freezer camp within a week. Uh, let's see, we just today got a portable shed, uh, that, uh, that was custom made for us and it's going to be our honey house. So I can have, instead of honey and beekeeping stuff scattered all over the farmstead, it's all going to be in one location. We'll do our extraction, our bottling, everything in there, probably store some other stuff for the dogs and the goats and the chickens in there as well. Uh, We are in the process of building, actually repurposing some uh, frameworks from some wall tents uh, that were up off the ground, and we're going to be turning them into uh, hen houses. So there's just lots of stuff that has been going on, and... uh, And of course, it rains, and now we're during the time when it rains, the grass grows, and you just can't keep up with it. But we we have had some fun up here. This past Sunday, we had a birthday party for a grandson and a great-grandson, and we were people were playing disc golf. We got uh, some portable disc golf holes that can be positioned in different places, and kids were having fun doing that, and grown-ups were having fun doing that. We have a new fire pit area that is rocked, and so we had a little campfire going. It was just, it was fun, and that's what we you have to do. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to have a farm to have fun. You don't have to have all this stuff yourself to have fun. I mean, how often I mean, if you live in town, how often do you go to the park and utilize maybe fire rings that they have or heck, just, you know, where they have the uh, little grills that are on that post, you know, build a fire there and sit around it, you know, enjoy uh, the different public spaces that are available in your area and just have some fun. And so that's what we have been doing and today was kind of a rainy, yucky day. Uh, was working cleaning up one of the apartments. A tenant moved out and had another one ready to move in. So I was spending a fair amount of time over the past several days 
working on that. And ah, it's nice having that done. It's nice having a few other things done. Our next big thing things we're going to be working on is finishing up these chicken houses that are out in kind of a, uh, the goat pasture area. And um, what was the other thing I was saying? Oh, the garden. You know, we have had, uh, we've gotten it tilled and we have some, um, it's not landscaping fabric, it's garden fabric. It's a weed barrier. Uh, and so we're needing to get that on the garden because the past several years, and I'm going to say every flipping year, we can't keep up with the weeding. Uh, so we, uh, we have this and we're going to see how it works. And potatoes, uh, not last year, the year before, it was, it was lousy. Um, the weeds just took over constantly. And I learned about how you can take feed sacks, of which we have like 1.2 million, and you can put in a blend of peat moss and and some other thing that I can never remember the name of, and compost, and you can actually raise potatoes in a feed sack. So right now I have 21 feed sacks, and I still got uh, probably 20 pound, 25 pounds of potatoes to to either keep putting in sacks or do an area on the ground or what have you. One thing with doing some some rock work, uh, we have uh, we had to have the uh, sod and uh, topsoil removed for you know going down a few inches. So we have that in a great big pile, and that's just going to be wonderful for raised garden beds or hilling potatoes and blah blah blah. Well, I have talked the first six minutes on. <laughs> <laughs> everything else that's just going on. Life is, you know, they say, you know, people say, I can't wait to retire so I'll have the time for things. And you tell that to somebody who's retiring, it's like, I am busier than I ever was when I was working. And you know what? It's true. It is definitely true. Uh, so let's see. I was wanting, I had found something kind of neat and uh, I had it here. Ah, here it is. I wanted to kind of talk about this because I really think there's, there's some truth in this that we can glean. And uh, from that, you can make some choices. So let me pull up this little meme. It says, Do, did you know? Then it has a picture of a brain. <laughs> Your brain will constantly rewire itself to suit the information that you feed into it. If you constantly complain, gossip, find excuses, etc., it will make it much easier to find things to be upset about regardless of what is happening around you. Likewise, if you constantly search for opportunities, abundance, love, and things to be grateful for, it will make it much easier to find a reflection of those things around you. It only takes practice, but over time, this is a very powerful way to reshape your reality. I agree with this so much. There is a saying that I used to say all the time when I was doing uh, therapy, and that is... Um, 
well, now I'm blanking out. <laughs> I had another thing pop into my head. It's like, no, that's not what I was wanting to say. Uh, but it's, you find what you're looking for. You find what you're looking for. If you're looking for offense, something to be offended by, my gosh, you're going to find that everywhere. But if you if you seek to find love, beauty, pleasure, comfort, peace, guess what? You'll find that. You'll find that in the middle of storms of your life if that's what you're trained to see. So that's one of the things that I would do as a counselor is I you know, trained myself over many, many years to see the future potential in my clients. Now, I had some clients that were just a delight. They were coming in because it was, you know, just they were needing to make some life decisions. They need some input. Those are just easy counseling, problem-solving things. But then I would sometimes have people come in that, I guess you would say, the flesh side of me wanted to punch in the jaw because they had done some very despicable things with sometimes remorse, sometimes little remorse, sometimes no remorse. And one of the things that I would strive to do is not look at where the person is now, but look at potentially where they could be. And guess what? That became an easy thing to do over time. And I remember several different clients, whenever I share that kind of a future vision with them, they would get upset with me because it was so contrary to what they believed about themselves. So let's go back over this a little bit. Your brain will constantly rewire itself to suit the information that you feed into it. You see, there is a a aspect of brain science that is in, in neuroscience, that is um, getting more and more attention. It's called neuroplasticity. And what that means is our beliefs, like whenever I was first starting college, our beliefs at that time was that the brain never changes. You know, once it develops and, and you know, hits, you, you hit like age three, you you basically have what you have and not it's not going to change. So if something happens to destroy part of it, it's just gone forever. But they also was they started finding out that infants, very young infants, if something happened, their brain had a level of flexibility, of fluidity and it could change and it could modify. There was a I know of a child that when they were born, they had a rare condition. And this child had like two or three strokes within the first day, you know, on its, on its birthday. And, uh, and one of the, the, if I'm remembering right, one of the strokes occurred in the visual cortex, in the occipital lobe of the brain, and the child became blind. Now, there was nothing wrong with the eyes, there were nothing wrong with how the eyes worked. There was nothing wrong with the uh, neuropathways leading from the eyes 
through the brain to the back part of the brain where the visual cortex is. And so the eyes kept sending information, but it was in essence falling on deaf ears because that part of the brain had been damaged, but it kept sending the signals, the visual signals. The eyes didn't turn off. And after so many weeks, the child was able to start seeing again. Well, how could that be? How could a child see again? Neuroplasticity. It created a new visual cortex in another part of the brain so that vision could be processed. You know, it's like when somebody has a stroke and they lose the ability to use, you know, a hand, a leg, you know, whatever it is that's being affected. If they keep trying to send messages to the foot to move, there is the possibility through neuroplasticity that the nerves will go around. They will build a pathway around the damaged area and you can get your uh, uh, abilities back. I saw that happen after each of my mother's strokes. And the, the last big one was very significant. Her left arm, you could say, was just dead. And it was a few weeks later, she was able to use it very close to normal. So it's this idea that what we think about can also change our brain. It's not so much your brain controls your thinking. It's your thinking has an influencing factor and control on the organ of your brain. The organ, you know know what I mean. So... The more you think about something, the more you practice something, the more you do something, your brain will modify itself to enhance that. You know, people, there's some people that are just born gifted with certain things. They just, their, their brain starts off being wired, for example, for music. But that doesn't mean that you have to be one of those people to be a great musician, The way you become a great musician is by practice, playing, being creative, learning music theory, thinking about processing. You do all this stuff with music and your brain starts changing to reflect what you're thinking. And and same way with other skills. You know, some people are naturally athletic, so they gravitate towards those kind of activities but that doesn't mean that immediately they're a great, you know, rollerblader or surfer or skateboarder or, you know, track runner, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean that they're fantastic in those things from the start. It's just that, hey, this comes easy. This is fun. I'm not fighting myself on this. And they work and they work and they work at something. Next thing you know, their brain has modified in such a way that it, it, you can do these kind of things without really thinking about it. So let's get back to what this particular meme was saying. And I've got to get my, there we go. My phone had kind of shut down. Let me see, how much time do I have on this yet? Okay, I've gone 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to it. 
Your brain will constantly rewire itself to suit the information that you feed it. So how do you want to look at the world? If you constantly complain, gossip, find excuses, then your brain's going to modify itself to meet that. Think about that. Why do negative people keep being negative? Have they, and I'm going to raise this as a question, have they conditioned and trained their brain to be able to pick out the negativity no matter how small or mild it is? And if they are in a pattern of inflating that, then you can wind up with a person who chronically takes molehills and turns them into mountains. But what if you, if you're doing this, what if you start changing? If you don't like that, can you change yourself to see the positive, to see the opportunities, to see, you know, um, uh, to experience gratitude and gratefulness? You know, those kinds of positive traits. Well, I think you can. Because again, the more you spend doing something, your brain starts modifying itself to focus on it. And what you do less of, your brain actually starts shrinking down those uh, pathways. It's kind of like, what do you call it? Conservation of resources? Conservation of energy, you know, it doesn't, if, if you've got a, a road that at one point in time was busy, but now it's not, well, what's going to happen to that road? You know, it's not going to be taken care of. It's, it, you know, nature's going to creep in on it. Next thing you know, the road gets abandoned because it's not being used. So what do you choose to use? What do you choose to focus on? It takes, the last sentence says, it takes practice, but over time, this is a very powerful way to reshape your reality. See, we've got a lot of people that are misusing the word truth. They're saying, well, that's your truth. This is my truth. No, truth is above any person. Truth is how something truly is. Truth is not opinion. Truth is truth. So, but, what, but how a person perceives their reality, well, that's a whole lot of opinion. If you don't like how your reality is looking, are you focusing on the things you need to? You know, if there's been something bad happening in your life and you're real bitter about it, and that bitterness causes you to see more and more bitterness, anger, frustration, injustice, blah, 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 well, maybe you need to practice a little forgiveness and get good at that skill so it becomes easier and easier for you to forgive rather than to hold on to stuff that's not helping you and it's definitely not helping helping those people around you. Think about that. What are things that you need to let go of? What are things that you need to embrace? I'm going to go back to Boy Scouts. 
I've talked about this many different times on podcasts. In the Boy Scouts, from the early days of the scouting movement, there has been what's called the Scout Law. And there are 12 character traits. And the Boy Scout program is centers around those 12 character traits to instill those into scouts. And they are wonderful traits. There's not a bad one among the dozen. So I'm going to read them. I'm not going to read them. I know I've had them memorized. I've been saying them for years, uh, going back to my scouting days. But think about these and think about what could you do to improve any one or more of these in your life. A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Wow. What would happen if you read those every day? What would happen if you made a little sign and put them on your desk or on your bathroom mirror? Or across from the toilet, so when you're sitting on it, you can look at it. And you think and you ponder about those traits. You can do the same thing with a Bible verse. Is there a Bible verse that means a lot to you? Well, guess what? Take that, make several copies, stick them in key places so you think about those. Next thing you know, you're changing your life. You're directing your life to be something better. You know, there's all kinds of bad crap on the news. There's all kinds of bad crap all around. But if you train yourself to see the good, then this bad crap that really has little to no direct day-to-day influence on you goes by the wayside so you can focus on what really, truly matters. Well, that is all I have for today. So enjoy your coffee, enjoy your evening, or enjoy your day if you catch this tomorrow. And we will talk to you next time with a cup of coffee. All right, take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.